On this week's episode, we bum ourselves out talking about the Columbine Massacre and the movie Zero Day. So put on your trench coat and meet us in the pod shed. We're shotgunning Cora's light and talking about murder. everyone welcome back to another episode of thc i'm your host mariah this is your host bailey it's still me it's still her we're, we're here. still doing it and we're still in the pot shed which is you know exciting it is pretty exciting we got a whole run going now maybe this it'll, it has to last at least until next summer i right? think i think so so biggest news you already know what's the biggest news trump fucking trump has, has covid has covid 19 is he lying just mm. to get out of the debates. That is definitely a theory. It's like a kid who doesn't want to go to school for finals. <laughs> yes. My theory is possibly lying for the debates. I don't think so, though, because... He loves to hear himself talk. He loves the debates and his fucking mouth-breathing, inbred, two-cell-brained mm-hmm. followers. Love that shit. That's why he doesn't have to say anything intelligent. He just has to talk really loud and be really aggressive and insulting because his the people who vote for him are the same people who like the WWF. So they're like, yeah, he fucking railroaded him. He got him. And it's like, but he didn't say anything my, intelligent. My <laughs> other theory is that he could be saying it and faking it just to be like, oh, and look at my speedy recovery. Yes. I think that mm-hmm. for be sure. Be like, see, COVID's not that big of a deal, it's not pussies. That, it's not big that, that big of a deal. Like shove some hydroxy cut or whatever it is mm-hmm. up his ass i snorted that shit off of a hooker's pussy and i'm ready to go <laughs> oh my lord or he could be faking it to postpone the election in uh, general in general because mm-hmm. there's I, just so many what ifs i it's, can't fathom why his people would let it out that he was positive for right covid19 with all the secretive weird the fact that lying they kept that they hope do. picks a secret for 24 hours like what was that all about yeah the only thing i can think of is either he's lying or he has great um faith that it's not like he like he really thinks it's not a big deal so he's like well fuck it just let it out and then they'll see how yeah. like he's such an egomaniac like, which hey I, that sounds like him so yeah or they were just worried about somebody else leaking it a mm-hmm. nurse uh, an advisor and making or them look bad for trying to cover it yeah up. so they might as well just get on top of it i know there's just so many things but yeah it's i mean crazy. it is what it is i don't wish um death on anybody nope. i especially don't wish death on trump but i mean a little a little agony when it be bad like you know like a little bit of a hard time like you come through it at the end i figure the best that could come of this is that maybe he'll be a little bit more empathetic and that's not a bad thing for him no i don't think it's going to happen no nope. but i or we could, that he would even admit it wish for the best try to be hopeful i don't fucking know anymore i know well listen the world we're living in right now it feels like a movie doesn't it oh my god this feels like it's a combination of Jumanji and Groundhog's Day <laughs> and idiocracy and idiocracy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because this morning when it was it this morning that it was announced or yesterday? Uh, no, this morning when it was announced and it was like breaking news and it was like the president. Uh, it literally feels like a scene from a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's a action movie, if it's a zombie movie. I don't know if we're in a comedy, but it definitely doesn't feel real. <laughs> it's a trip. 
seriously. Every morning looking at my phone, it's like, what are we in for today? It does. It does have some Jumanji vibes. And then do you ever wonder if maybe they got the um, the Mayan calendar wrong and it wasn't 2012? It was supposed to be 2021. And yep. they just like flipped two numbers when they when they sounds about right to me <laughs> adds up in my calendar well here's one good thing that's happening i have some good news for you b i'll take it great british bake-off is back on hey my favorite show <laughs> so of all time figured out how to do it well it's easy because <coughs> in have you ever watched an episode yeah with you Mm-hmm. So in the tent, they're not close together anyways. Right. They have their own little stations. So what they did this time is for all the rest of Great British Bake Off history, the contestants go home. Mm-hmm. Bake Off is a weekend situation. So they're still when they're comp- I actually kind of like it when they're competing on the Bake Off. They're still holding down jobs. Yeah. They're still being a parent That's or awesome. being a caregiver mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And also practicing for the bakes for yeah. that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time they just secluded them. Okay. They they all took. So it's more like a traditional reality. Yeah. Show. They all took COVID tests. They all came back na- negative, and now they all live in a in right. a Bake Off bubble together. So I watch Big Brother, and I just think it's so funny. Like that's the perfect show to be on mm-hmm. during COVID, right? You're literally quarantined, anyways. But when the people get out of the house when they get evicted, they're still like required to be six feet away from the host Julie Chen. Yeah. And they're required to wear masks. I'm like, they've been locked up together. Yeah, why would you have to wear a mask? Exactly. Like Maybe because the camera crew? Maybe. The only thing that Nick said was because of the people having to come in and out to, like, supply their groceries. Right. Stuff like that. And I'm like, but I still think they get their temperatures taken on the rig and, like, their noses and everything. But, I mean, you do what you got to do to give me my quality TV. I'll take it. Yeah. It's just really weird to think about. Yeah. And to see, like, how things are changing. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens at the finale of Bake Off, because normally the finale is, like, this big they have day. People. Yeah, they have all of the contestants. Yeah. And then they have, um, like, all the past contestants and then all of the friends and family. Mm-hmm. So they have, like, a huge, you know, I don't want to say picnic, but it's, like, a big deal. Right. So that it's must... almost like a graduation. That's got to change. Yeah. But I'm excited. Bake Off's back on. I love it. I already have my favorites picked out. What do we think about, what was it, the Titans or the Steelers? Which team came down with COVID? I have no idea. Okay, so the Titans and the Steelers cannot play football. Oh, shit. Because one of the teams, like, significant a number of players came down with COVID. Dang. So they couldn't, like, practice or anything. So I think they have to hold off the game for, like, another four weeks or something crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just the two weeks no. of... Mm-mm. I saw that like 90,000 Amazon employees have it. Yep. Which is great because Bailey and I order shit off Amazon. All day, every day. All day, every day. Their grubby little hands are all over it. What else am I going to do? <laughs> um, I know something you can do. I found a great TikTok account that if you're listening to a true crime podcast, you might want to check out. It's called dutch in the usa it's all one word no spaces no capitals so Mm -hmm. it's d-u-t-c-h-i-n-t-h-e-u-s-a this guy teaches you how to get out of any kind of restraint any kind of situation where you'd be held against your will with just like easy objects 
like he teaches you how to break zip ties mm-hmm. without doing anything to them just how to break how to them break on your them. own mm-hmm. how to pick um, handcuff from, like different positions like arms in the front arms in the back yes mm-hmm. yep and he also showed because they were like well those look really thin so then he showed it with thicker ones um and he says to always keep like a bobby pin on you because that's what you can use to pick handcuff locks mm-hmm. and he shows you how to like get um knots out of ropes if your hands are bound with ropes what Incredible. to do with tape and how did he learn these things no idea we don't know yet okay i don't know i didn't do that we much research into them. yeah mm-hmm. um but even like something really simple which should be easy that like if your mouth is duct taped what would you do if your mouth is duct tape and your hands are tied you can't take the duct tape off just keep licking at it yes mm-hmm. you're very get, smart to get it yes wet and loosen it up i never thought about it mm-hmm. but that's and what like he says breathing heavily to steam nope it. he says just lick it mm-hmm. start licking it like crazy moving your mouth around mm-hmm. that's what, and then like i'm saying if you breathe it's gonna create that moisture the steam mm-hmm. the hot breath mm-hmm. so that's a cool tiktok but hey i gotta give it to you never in a million years had i ever thought about what i would do if i was trapped in my car and it was going underwater oh you're the first person that ever made me like really think that through like how do you break through the window right yeah you need one of those things on your keychain mm-hmm. or just something heavy in your car that you could use even yeah. a hammer because you could use it as a weapon for just about anything yeah but yeah you were the first person to really make me think that one through and i've never forgotten it well you didn't drive over as many bridges as i drove over because I, I was constantly when yeah. i lived in the bay area i was back and forth on that benicia bridge all the time because my grandma lived on the other side of it yeah so I was, and the Benicia Bridge has no fucking sides. sides. I know. So that's all I ever thought about was going into the water. Yeah. Um. But anyways, okay. So TikTok guy, check. Trump, check. Oh, follow up for the third time. John Wayne Gacy's first murder victim. <laughs> the one that he went to jail for. No. no the he, one that he didn't. He hid this body in a crawl space. Okay. This was the guy he picked up at a bus stop mm-hmm. and then killed him because the guy was supposedly holding a knife. But made him breakfast. But was making him breakfast. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's just John Wayne Gacy's story. Who's Who knows what the true story is? Right. We can't ask this poor guy. His name was Timothy Jack McCoy, which so is why I wrote Jack on the other yeah, yeah, page. Yeah. Um, Timmy Jack. <laughs> Timmy Jack. Yeah. Timothy Jack McCoy. Rest in peace. God rest your soul. I'm so sorry I fucked up your name two episodes in a row. It's a great fucking name. It's a wonderful name. I'm so sorry that you had to meet the biggest piece of shit on earth. Of course. Um, And then on Netflix. Who's still alive? Do we know? John Wayne Gacy? Yeah. No, remember? No. He kissed my ass was oh his. Oh, my God. Yes. Final right. words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his giant KFC last meal. Of course. With the Diet Coke. With the Diet Coke. Yes. Got to make sure those blood sugar <laughs> levels stay stable. Oh, fucking Diet Coke. Um. So Netflix just came out with, I talked about it a couple Mm -hmm. episodes ago, American Murder, The Family Next Door. It's the Chris Watts story. There's so much about it online and I just like skip, skip, skip. I don't want to like ruin it. I don't want to read anything about it. So since this week is going to suck and it's kind of heavy, maybe we plan it for the week after next week. Yeah. So that way you can have a breather. Well, and that way you can watch it though. So that way you don't have to stop. Yeah. You you can stop skipping past things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely we'll take a breather next week. I don't know what we'll do, but we'll find maybe like a really old one or something. Yeah. <laughs> something that doesn't fit, hit so yeah. close to home. But it's a great documentary. Um, they did a wonderful job. His uh, wife, who he murdered, um, she was like a, I don't want to say like a MLM person, but she like, she sold something. And the mm-hmm. way she sold it was through the internet, through social media, yeah. yada, yada, yada. So because it was like a lifestyle brand, she has a ton of footage of her and her girls and her husband and their life. So the documentary was great because between police body cam footage 
and security camera footage and um and all of the shit online all of the all of her personal videos that she posted on facebook and stuff they made like a full documentary Uh out of it so it was great it was like watching a home movie yes it's hard to watch i'm sure um i was already it wasn't as hard for me because i already knew what was coming but Lou was really upset. Oh my god! It was re- it's re- it's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, this movie that I watched this week was hard to watch, and I just I couldn't even imagine. Like that's just on a whole other level. And this isn't like a documentary. Like this is a movie, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, was it hard to watch? It was because they do the like videos from inside the school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. That leads us to, this is episode 13. So here, let's do a cheers. Happy episode 13. Happy 13. It's mine and B's favorite number. Um, And since it's episode 13, we were trying to think of a fun one to do for 13 to celebrate this. We didn't want to do Friday the 13th because we want to do that on an actual Friday the 13th because we record on Friday nights. Um, 13 ghosts has nothing. We can't, (laughs) there's nothing even close to 13 Mm -hmm. ghosts. Um, We really tried. So it led us to the Columbine Massacre because there's 13 victims who died at Columbine. And we were both 13 when Columbine happened. Mm -hmm. Really related. So we were really close to that age group. um, And it was really hard and shocking. And it was just a crazy time to be a teenager. So that's why we chose Columbine 13, 13, 13th episode. And the movie that goes with it is Zero Hour? Zero Day. Zero Day, mm-hmm. which is like a um, almost like Blair Witch style because it's supposed to be like um, like found footage or like correct personal recordings. Yep. Um, but it's not. It's just a movie of fictional characters. Like the fourth kind. <laughs> Bailey, listen. Which that I is have got. Not with the fourth kind. What I've got Nick looking for frantically trying to find it for really me. yes because i can't find it <laughs> anywhere and i need to see it. it's so good i know i'm gonna watch it i um, can't wait i really wanted to have it done by this podcast oh but God. i just couldn't find it the fourth kind is not just found footage it's mainly a regular movie but then they add yeah what little found footage they have right. to work with <laughs> they split so screen <laughs> I know that was so stupid. So um, before we get into it, we got big news. Do you know what the big news is? No fucking clue. Bailey finally, we finally got a comment. Oh shit! Oh yeah. Bailey's really been asking my day. for comments, and we finally got a comment, and it's a positive and it's a comment. Great fucking comment. We were so fucking. <laughs> we're so stupid. <laughs> the comment came on um, Instagram from I am a guppy. And thank you so much, girl. When we tell you that we were over the moon excited. Literally text my husband and my mom immediately. <laughs> like, I am fucking famous, you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not true. But she did have some really nice oh. things to say about our podcast. So if you're listening to this, thanks, girl. I got my comment. Could not be happier. So glad that we know we've got some people out there. At least one person that's not my mom. Mm-hmm. That's pretty exciting. That's everything. And she listens on Pandora, which is funny because I got to figure out how to check how many people. I can only check how many people are listening on like Podbean. Mm -hmm. So what if we're super famous on Pandora and we have no idea? Wouldn't that be hilarious? I listen to it sometimes on Spotify and I can't see. Yeah, no. But there has to be a way that the people who post it can see. Uh I'll have to look into it. For sure. 
Um, but anyways, thanks for our great comment. Hey guys, if anybody else wants to leave a comment, we'll respond. We and will it'll respond. Make us so ecstatic. So happy you have no idea that somebody else. We are the to cheapest this. dates possible. <laughs> like real. shoot us on winky face, and we're like, hey! <laughs> we're basically middle aged. We just want validation, guys. Come on. Um, all right. So are you ready for the super Not heavy, really. depressing <laughs> fucking really story of Columbine? On that note, let's just like pour more wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, chug and you pour. can reach it better than I can mm-hmm. with your chug long arms. And pour. Ugh. Um I got everything for this on a fantastic article on our favorite website, all that's interesting.com, written by Andrew Lenore. Um, and then I also got some stuff um, from thoughtco.com, Jennifer Rosenberg, another good article. But the way Andrew comes, <clears throat> goes about it is kind of like a new take, okay. which I appreciate a little bit. Um, when was his written? Oh, oh. shenanigans. It's not, a Billy, it's not a Bailey spill. It's a Mariah dropped all of her which, notes. Which, knock on wood. It's been a while. You didn't spill last week. Or the week before. No, you spilled the week before. Didn't you? I don't think so. I think it's been two weeks. Whoa. I know. I didn't want to say anything. Thank God we have a wooden futon we're sitting on for a knock on. Last week, I had spilled the week, but it wasn't on air. Remember when we went back inside the house and we were yeah. with Ben and I spilled like an entire fucking white claw on my floor? Yeah. There's some paper ASMR for you guys. My sh- And just to let you guys know, my notes get sloppier and sloppier every week. It is. Now we don't even have matching fucking paper. <laughs> it's matching. I just didn't take the little dots the off that off, one. The off, yeah. The phalanges. <laughs> I was missing a whole page of them. And thank God I was looking through them because I had to call my daughter to come out to the pod shed to bring me the spare page. Otherwise, you guys would I would have gotten to page and six. And just hit the brakes. All right, big drink. Okay, deep breath. Let's do it. So one thing I forgot about Columbine. Do you remember what date it happened on? 420. I know, our holiest of days. Mm-hmm. These they assholes. Fuck, yeah, they really had to fuck a lot of them and up. Them and Hitler had to just defile our favorite day nope. besides the 13th. But if you ask the internet who created a sex doll. What? It was Hitler. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going with that. Also meth. Sex dolls and meth. Boom. Because remember, he right? used to give, remember like you were there. Remember how Hitler used to <laughs> give the Nazis meth? But I'm just saying there's always that silver lining. You got these shitheads that ruin a lot of things. But hey, meth and sex dolls. I guess if there's one good thing Hitler did, that was it. Is that where you're going with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess everybody has to have a positive. All right. <laughs> We are not down with Hitler, guys. I swear to God, we're not. Okay. Be serious now. It's a serious topic. I know. It's so hard. I know. So on the morning of Tuesday, April 20th, 1999, at Columbine High School, senior Brooks Brown um, is kind of concerned. His on-again, off-again friend, Eric Harris, had missed the morning classes. And Eric is a a straight-A student, so the fact that he missed the class and there was a philosophy exam that he missed was that's a big deal yeah mm -hmm. it was definitely not like him so then a little bit before lunch starts um brooks is headed to the smoking spot in the parking lot which b and i know all about about. and uh he runs into eric 
who is wearing a long black trench coat carrying a duffel bag but he's walking away from his car which is parked like super far away from his designated spot and brooks greets him and kind of questions what you know like, like what's, what's up? up yeah and eric just says it doesn't matter anymore brooks i like <laughs> you now get out of here and go home so Brooks is confused, but he's not altogether surprised because Eric has been vandalizing Brooks's house um, for the you know past year or so, mm. and um, he's just been getting weird. Okay. He brags about like building pipe bombs, and um, he's really noticed a big change in the past year with Eric Harris and his other childhood friend, um, Dylan. I can't believe I didn't write down his last name. Clay. What is it? Claybod? Claybo? We're just going to say Dylan. Yep. Dylan. Dylan and Eric. Um, so Dylan and Brooks grew up together in Littleton, Colorado. It's a suburb of Denver. And they're both actually in like one of those like programs for like advanced kids. Okay. You know, like super smart kids. Yeah. But Brooks is a self-admitted slacker. So he drops out. Um but Dylan stays in. He's known for his shyness and he's known for his intellect. Eric Harris is born in Wichita, Kansas. His dad's in the Air Force, so he moves around a lot. He's obsessed with playing Marines. He's obsessed with war stuff and violence. And he's really obsessed with the computer game Doom. Mm -hmm. Remember that game? Absolutely. Speaking of Nazis, I was more of a Wolfenstein person myself, but Ooh. I did play Doom. Okay. Do you remember Wolfenstein? No. You, it was kind of like Doom, but you went around, you were trying to escape like a Nazi complex. So okay. you were going around killing Nazis. Okay. Um, <laughs> right when they heard the, sorry. <laughs> Anywho. Um, he moves to Colorado in 1993, becomes friends with Dylan in middle school. So here's the thing in the media, they always portray the boys, um, Dylan and Eric, as being very bullied, mm -hmm. very outcasted, mm -hmm. that they finally just snapped. They couldn't take it anymore. Right. But uh, fellow students say that they were actually pretty nice guys and they were fairly popular. Um, they both love philosophy. They both love video games. They both joined the theater department as the sound guys. They both had older brothers and would go to the football games to cheer on Eric's older brother, who was the starting kicker on the football team. Okay. They both got jobs at the same pizza place. They could get dates whenever they needed them. So like for homecoming or whatever, yeah. no problem getting a date. Okay. Um, and then, you know, after work, they'd hang out with their coworkers. They'd drink beer in the parking lot and shoot off bottle rockets. And that's like all super normal, normal teenage stuff, teenage stuff. But they started getting closer and closer. And Eric in particular started getting very bold and more violent and strange. And Dylan, who's very impressionable, just kind of went along with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then their vandalism got worse so like on halloween they would shoot trick-or-treaters with bb guns Damn. and That's a dick move. <clears throat> so brooks our friend from the beginning he always gives eric a ride to and from school but he's always late because he's a slacker well this pisses eric off he's like type a he can't handle yeah. it yeah so finally he snaps and they get into a big fight and brooks is like well fuck you i'm not yeah. gonna drive you anywhere anymore so then a few days after that, Brooks is at a stop sign um, in front of a bus stop that Eric's waiting at. And Eric goes over and just smashes his windshield Ooh. with like a piece of ice. Brooks tells his parents and tells them about all the other bad shit that Eric and Dylan have been up yeah. to. And so then in January, 
Dylan goes up to Brooks and gives him a piece of paper with a web address on it and tells him it's something that he should look at, but do not tell Eric that you have this or where you got it from. So what it is, is um, Eric's AOL profile that ha- like details his late night vandalism, but it also talks about his desire to kill people and especially kill Brooks. And it talks about how to make um, pipe bombs and so they go to the police with this and the police go, yeah, you know what? We've actually been finding a lot of pipe bombs around town. So this might be a little suspicious. So they file a report about it. And then a couple days later, Eric and Dylan are both arrested for breaking into a van and stealing electronics. Eric's dad gets him out of trouble by getting him into a juvenile diversion program, both boys, and they're perfect participants. They Obviously. do everything they're yeah. supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And after their after they do all their shit, they their records are wiped clean of it. So I wish it was that easy for me. <laughs> had the judge seen this police report filed about the death threats and the pipe bombs and stuff, had he even like given out a search warrant, he somebody would have found all the fucking pipe bombs that they're building in Eric's closet. Okay. They would have also found the boys' journals. Mm -hmm. So just that one move alone could have possibly stopped Mm -hmm. what was happening. Um, So let's talk about their journals. Dylan's journal is kind of just filled with this like morose poetry, um, lots of poetry about God. Um, He talks about self-medicating, cutting himself, um, lots of talk about suicide and unrequited love and just in general feels misunderstood, very angsty, mm-hmm. um, very does it, depressed. Uh, does it seem suicidal in any way? Yeah, okay. he talks about committing suicide all the time. Okay. Eric's, on the other hand, is different. This guy hates fucking everybody. everybody. He hates everyone. Everybody enrages him. Um, he goes on these long rants about everything he hates. So Dylan's more of an inward. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And it feels like Dylan, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for them. It feels like maybe he hates himself. Right. Versus Eric hates everybody else. Yeah, that's Eric inward battle versus trying to battle everybody else. Eric very much holds himself in high esteem. Mm -hmm. He's smarter than everybody else. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that's like keyed into what's really going on. Everybody else is sheep and followers. And he's the one that can like rise above that. Mm -hmm. He has like a God complex. Yep. Um, and he also writes about his fantasies of killing people, killing a lot of people and of raping girls from his school, wanting to, quote, tear them apart like a fucking wolf and show them who is God. Wow. Yeah. So um, he also in his journals takes notes of students movements and how many exits there are in the school. And he eventually convinces his 18 year old friend to buy guns and ammo. So let's take a wine sip. Yes, please. That's your background on Eric and Dylan. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry I didn't write down Dylan's last name. I have it written down in the rough draft. All right. April 20th. The boys get up and leave their houses by 5.30 a.m. This is not supposed to be a school shooting. This is supposed to be a bombing. Okay. So they, they're coming to plant a bunch of bombs Which along the school. makes more sense with everything they've been doing leading up to this point. Well, and besides also, buying the guns. But. Yes. Well, the plan was plant bombs in the school. Once they detonate and they kill a bunch of people, they can then, with the guns, shoot the people Trying running to leave. from the school. Got it. 
Eric's grand plan was he wanted to be bigger than Timothy McVeigh. He oh wanted gosh. a higher body count than Timothy McVeigh had with the Oklahoma City bombings. Got it. Um, so they placed bombs throughout the school. And this is Brooke sees Eric. What's in his duffel bag are 20-pound propane bombs. And they plant those bombs in the cafeteria. But guess what? None of their bombs work. The detonators don't go off. Thank God. So if the cafeteria bombs alone would have gone off, it they would have killed because they planted them right before lunchtime. Uh-huh, they would have taken. They would have killed out. Uh, they would have killed like almost 490 students oh just in God. the cafeteria bombs alone. That's crazy. So they wait to see what happens. They don't detonate. So they say, fuck it. Let's just go in there and do what Get we got to do. Mm-hmm. So they start circling around the cafeteria um, armed with nine millimeter handguns and shotguns. Uh, they immediately, before they even get to the door, because sitting on the grass outside of the cafeteria, they shoot Rachel Scott and Richard Castaldo. Rachel's killed instantly. Um, Richard is just injured, but he survives. Um, And students hear what's going on, but they don't realize what it is. They think it's a senior prank. Dylan and um, Eric are seniors in high school, so they just, I mean, it's April. We're getting towards the end of the school year. They think it's senior prank. I wanted to talk to you about this. When we were in high school, I don't remember having a fear of like being shot in school or something like really drastic happening that I feel like I would be more on this page where I wouldn't put together what I was hearing. Um, I don't know. Like now, I totally get that kids would have that fear. Yeah. It's it's almost like a regular occurrence now right it's just something you automatically think about when you go to school i never thought about that as a teenager going to school like i might I mean, get shot at school today. unfortunately i didn't think about much as a teenager so it's hard to gauge right you or you think a lot about a lot more stuff than i do yeah i was i was there for a good time but i just feel so fortunate that that was never a worry right. that i had to have I know. Yeah, I guess I never thought about it either. I don't know what would have happened. They all assumed these were paintball guns mm-hmm. at first. Yeah. And I think, yeah, probably you'd probably like assume paintball. if I heard paintball. the pop, 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 like I really don't think I'd be like hiding under my desk or right. thinking anything of it or trying to run. I'd just be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I agree. We got to we have to really take the stance that if other people are running, you run too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just no questions asked. Just run. Right. Just start running. Just start running. Okay. And figure it out later. <laughs> You know, it, what's the worst that happens? You look stupid. Who cares? Yeah, you're alive. <clears throat> yeah, I probably would too. I'd probably assume, yeah, like paintball guns or BB okay. guns or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they thought it was paintball guns. Um, Eric and Dylan start shooting from the left to the right while continually throwing small pipe bombs. Dylan walks down a flight of stairs and finds some injured students, Sean Graves, Lance Kirkland, and Daniel Rorba. Rorbo. He shoots Lance and Daniel at close range. Daniel dies instantly. Um, Lance survives, even though he's injured. Sean crawls to the cafeteria, but he's too weak to to keep going, so he plays dead. And Dylan steps right over him to look into the cafeteria windows to wow. see what's going on in there. What's going on in there is people think it's a prank, except for teacher William Dave Sanders and two custodians which I really wish somebody would have named the custodians too shut the fuck up no one named the custodians no one named the stu- custodians just the teacher but the teacher and two custodians realize it's not a prank they get the students on the floor under the windows mm-hmm. to hide 
And then they also get some students that are, I guess, closer to one of the exits to run out, out. get upstairs and uh, hide out. So when Dylan looks in the windows, he thinks the cafeteria is empty. He keeps moving. A policeman, the first policeman shows up and exchanges fire with Eric um, and there's no injuries. And I should say I skipped it in my notes that um, that was the grand plan. The grand plan was school bombing slash shooting coming out Mm -hmm. and then suicide by cop. Okay. Neither Eric nor Dylan were planning on getting out of this alive. Yep. They were just planning on the cops shooting them. Yep. So they um, exchanged fire, but nobody's injured. And then at 1125, Eric and Dylan enter the school. Teacher Dave, after securing students, is shot coming up a set of stairs. Um, He crawls away and gets dragged into a classroom by a teacher who's hiding with their students. Eric and Dylan randomly start shooting and throwing bombs, but kind of, you know, without any real intent. But 1130, Eric and Dylan enter the library. Dylan shoots and kills Kyle Velasquez, and then Eric and Dylan start shooting out the windows towards the cops. Dylan then shoots three students under a table, and Eric shoots Stephen Kernow and Casey, I'm so bad with names, Rugesker, killing Stephen, and um, I'm assuming that means that Casey survived. Um, then goes to a table where two girls are hiding and he bangs on the table saying peekaboo and shoots both girls, killing Cassie Bernal. The kickback from this shot, though, breaks his nose because if you guys have never fired a gun, there's like a usually a kickback yeah. and it like jolts upwards. So mm-hmm. he breaks his own nose, which that's a- nothing's funny about this. But if I had to pick a funny thing, yeah, that's a fucking rookie move. That'd be it. Um, Dylan finds Isaiah Shoals hiding under a table and he calls Eric over just on the fact that Isaiah's black. It has been rumored and said that Dylan and Eric were racist. Yeah. I could so see that. as soon as he sees the black student, Eric just shoots him. Yeah. Point blank cause. kills him. And it doesn't even seem like there's rhyme or reason to the other people being shot. So it's Mm-mm. like for them to really pinpoint. Dylan then shoots under another table, killing Michael Ketcher, Eric and Dylan go on a shooting rampage throughout the library, injuring many, killing Lauren Townsend, John Tomlin, and Kelly Fleming. Eric stops to reload his gun, and Dylan sees that he has a friend hiding under a table. And his friend asks him, what are you doing? And his answer is, oh, just killing people. But he lets his friend leave the library. Um, Then Eric shoots and injures several more, killing Daniel Mouser and Corey DePuder. In seven and a half minutes in the library, they've killed 10 people, injured 12. 34 students are still I'm okay. I'm surprised they didn't kill more. This is just crazy. Well, they only have a, they only have a nine millimeter handgun and a shotgun. Yeah. It's not. They don't have a ton. Of- yeah. They don't have like even semi-automatic right. weapons. Mm-hmm. So they only get so many shots and then they have to reload. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, I know there's like videos of them practicing and stuff at a like a. They obviously weren't that great. Yeah, probably not the best shots. No. Plus, mm-hmm. who knows with adrenaline and all that going? I just can't even imagine. <laughs> just insane. It's worst nightmare. So, they spend eight minutes kind of randomly walking around the halls. They do peer into <clears throat> classrooms, and they do see that there's students in there, but they don't shoot inside the classrooms for whatever reason. Um, eleven forty-five. They go back to the cafeteria to try to. Um, detonate the bombs by shooting at them are it doesn't there, work are there no like school police I don't think there was back then okay um, 
but there's a ton of cops there. But because of the bombs and stuff, they're no, too I'm, scared I'm to go in there. I'm thinking specifically like those school security police people that would be like on site. I'm just curious, like, because it seems like they're literally just strolling throughout the halls and no one's trying to do anything. I mean, totally. But I can't remember what school shooting that happened just a couple years ago. It was during Trump's presidency where they did have a security guard. And he, he took ran off. Away. Yeah, and he left. And then Trump no. was like, I would have gone in there and tackled him. Of course. You're like, okay. No, I totally get it. I'm just, just curious. Right. Something I think. Yeah. Nope. They didn't mention any. So. Mm -hmm. And this is a pretty. Those fucking cool ass cafeteria people or janitor people. We have the custodians and teacher Dave. Fucking killing That's all we got. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure the other teachers, you know. Did their best. Of course. Yeah. So they go to the cafeteria. They try to detonate the bombs by shooting at them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work. I asked my husband about this. He says that's a movie thing. Yeah. Actually doesn't work in real life. Yeah. Um, and then so they decide to head back to the library um, where all the uninjured students have escaped, of course. And there are others hiding in the cabinets and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, they're not there for them. Between 1202 and 1205, Eric and Dylan have a shootout with the police and they shoot at the paramedics. And then by 1208, they move to the south side of the library that has a view of the Rocky Mountains and they both shoot themselves in the head. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the Columbine Massacre. Due to the large amount of explosives and not even knowing that they committed suicide yet, the police don't move in. They hold a perimeter. They don't move in for hours. Oh, my gosh. Hours? It takes hours, including um, – and students are injured. You yeah, know, like there's students what I'm dead, saying. But there's a ton of students shot. Just bleeding out. And students still hiding because they don't know it's over. Oh, my God. Um, one of those students is Patrick Ireland. He shot twice in the head, and he tries to escape at 238 out the library window where he falls two stories into the arms of SWAT team. Do you remember that footage? No. That's one of the few things that stick in my brain from Columbine Mm-mm. was that poor kid bleeding Falling. and throwing himself out the window to escape. Um, so teacher Dave is had been shot around 1126 a.m. He laid dying in that classroom. The students and teacher tried to administer first aid. It didn't but at work. At that point, yeah. Dave dies at 245 right before the SWAT finally enters <laughs> the room. How many hours is that? 12, 1, like three hours later crazy um so the the total amount of victims is 13 people are dead which is 12 students and one teacher 24 people injured um at the time it's the deadliest school shooting in u.s history but it's not the first there were others before it but it is the first one that had 24-hour news coverage that's when like those 24-hour news sites became a thing yep and it's the first one with internet access. So it really blew up. And the first one with like <clears throat> cell phones. Yep. Um, and so speaking of cell phones, do we hear like the interactions? Like who finally got through to the cops to get the SWAT team and all that? Like was it? A no team? idea. Yeah. I'm sure there's a documentary somewhere you can watch about it because yeah. they've made a million documentaries about it. Mm-hmm. But the articles I read, there was Didn't no mention. mention. it. But I, I would assume even without a cell phone, I'm sure every teacher in the building is using their landline mm-hmm. to call 911. Um, so it's hard. And that's what kind of forms this opinion in the media is like before there were parents on scene, before there was any kind of like professional help there, mm-hmm. the news stations were there and they were interviewing traumatized kids 
like right after it oh, happened. Oh, hell no. And so these, a lot of, this is a big school. A lot of these kids didn't even know Eric and Dylan. Right. So they're just, you know, they're traumatized. They're scared. They're upset. And they're kind of just saying stuff. And the media is running with it. Yeah. Like the trench coat mafia thing. Eric and Dylan were not part of the trench coat mafia. Mm-hmm. The trench coat mafia was like a group of friends. One friend had gotten this trench coat for like uh, something. And he liked it, so he'd wear it. And then his friends started wearing it, and they called themselves Trenchcoat Mafia with no ill intent. It was okay. like a club name. Yeah. Um, Eric and Dylan were not part of those friends. Yeah. Eric and Dylan chose Trenchcoat so they could hide their guns their when they walked into school. Yeah. But those traumatized kids saw Didn't the Trenchcoats, yeah. and they're like, oh, Trenchcoat Mafia, and it's a whole weird club of kids. And, and then the media just took on the fact that they were – bullied because they were in drama so that means that they must be gay and picked on and right oh my god how twisted but um like we talked about before they seemed like up until the months leading up to this fairly normal kids yeah i mean maybe uh, obviously there's something else lurking there but so they we weren't into the parents no i didn't want to um i'm not no judgment but just like if they saw any signs or if they honestly were just as blindsided as, as it seems like most people yeah are. i know that there's one thing we can watch it popped up on youtube where it was one of the i don't know whose mom it is but she did a ted talk okay. and it was the headline was my son was one of the columbine shooters yeah so maybe that's something to look up on youtube mm-hmm. one of the moms does a ted talk it's only like 20 minutes long i just didn't um watch it because legit that's probably like mine and nick's number one fear is the idea that our kid might be a bully Mm -hmm. like that's probably the scariest thing in the world to me the idea of our kid like being being that one and mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. i know dude it's so hard because you try everything you can and then at the end of the day they're their own people and they yeah but you don't bully your kids i feel like bullies usually have been bullied Mm -hmm. like eric and dylan weren't bullies yeah and it didn't sound like they were really bullied that bad and if that's wrong or incorrect i apologize right. i'm just going off the articles i read mm-hmm. um but yeah i feel like bullies at least from what i've seen and especially from what i've seen at my daughter's school um it's because they're getting bullied yeah it's because they're getting school. bullied usually by their parents or something like there's a there's a bad bully in in lila's class and i just have to keep reminding her like but look you know let's let's Think dig deeper let's why. look at the way she's treated at home let's look Mm -hmm. at this that and the other and you know what you don't have to engage to her with her you don't even have to be super nice to her Mm -hmm. but we don't get to be mean back yeah yeah we can just let that go because she has it way harder than you and that's why Mm -hmm. she's lashing out and that's why she's bullying Mm -hmm. so don't take any shit but also let's try to find some empathy to find that thin line and it's like how do you talk to a teacher about that right because you want your child to be able to stand up for themselves but they also can't be assholes (laughs) i mean totally and such a fine line and it's so hard um lila has never been in trouble in her life but she did get a little bit of a write-up the first year we were dealing with this because lila did stand up for herself which is what lou and i always told her to do right and i did talk to her teacher about it and her teacher totally understood Mm because she's like i know lila she's the greatest kid. She got pushed past her breaking point. I have to give her this write-up because it's school rules. You right. can't do this, that, and the other. Right. And I'm like, I get it. But I, I told her, I'm like, just to let you know, if she's defending herself, she's not going to be in trouble with me about it. I'll talk to her about being 
empathetic and going about it a different way yeah. but i'm not gonna like come down on her if absolutely she's defending herself mm-hmm. it's so hard so yeah um, i feel for these parents just as much as everybody it's just it's crazy it's so hard so okay so that's what's going on with the media brooks brown our guy from the beginning right yeah. he comes down he comes out right away with the info that this police report that he had helped file yeah. had been ignored, basically, to let the boys get off of any right. real punishment. Right. Um, and so to silence him, the police department names him as an accomplice. Oh, <gasps> He's all, fuck off. I didn't see this coming. Yes. Um, and so the victims and the families, uh, they continue to fight and fail to get the documents released about what really happened. Um, the police file on Eric Harris goes missing. What? And the full facts are not released until 2006 when most people have forgotten about it or don't care anymore. And also their minds are made up about, you know, this wouldn't have happened if everyone was just nicer to right. Eric Harris. Right. Um, but, um, and then everyone, remember everyone said it was like, it was because of the violent video games and it was yep. because of the the music. They listen yeah. to Marilyn Manson and it's because of the bullying. It's because of this. It's because of that. Um, but looking through his journals and reading through the files, it's just like I said, because Eric had a superiority complex. He thought he was, he was bigger and badder and smarter than everybody. He thought this was the solution to the problems. Um, and Dylan, who seemed like a very sad, sick, kid went along with it it's his best friend and uh you know it's just sad all the way around from top to bottom it really is and they said that um eric was talking about how in his journals how this was not uh this had nothing to do with like revenge or getting back at any one of the students this was a statement against school in general right about the systematic that like producing sheep into the world yeah. and yada 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 right these low lives yes and that it's the school's fault so he's going to take it out on the school mm-hmm. by killing innocent children mm-hmm. um but brooks brown grows up and writes a book called no easy answers the truth behind death at columbine so if you guys want to support brooks get his book and since Columbine, there's been more than 266,000 students at 233 schools in the U.S. who have been affected by school shootings. 60 school shooters have noted the fact that they were influenced by, by Eric and Dylan and Columbine. Um, and, you know, they go on to influence lots of pop culture from music to movies, most notably Bowling for Columbine, which won a bunch of awards. Um, and it you know, changed classroom procedure, safety drills. It changed police procedure, how they how they take this on. And um, April 20th, 2019 was the 20 year anniversary. There was a vigil held in Littleton, despite Columbine High School having received violent threats the entire week leading up to it. Oh, my God. And there you go, guys. That's so sick. Um, so do you remember... What do you remember about Columbine happening when we were 13? 
just that it was a school shooting and the trench coat mafia and the Marilyn Manson and the video games and all that bullshit. Which even back then I thought was bullshit because we, we listened were to doing Marilyn those Manson. Exact things. We were playing violent video games. Give me a fucking trench coat if I could afford one, girl. Yeah. So I always thought that that was kind of a a cop out, like a mm-hmm. BS. And then even in um, balling, balling. Bowling for Columbine was a great movie, I thought. I know you guys might have mixed feelings about Michael Moore. But I liked that movie a lot. And I don't know what he said verbatim, but Marilyn Manson has like a pretty good little rant in that movie about why that's such bullshit. Mm -hmm. And like, here's the real problems with teens. Here's the real way that we as adults are fucking them up. Right. And then we're going to turn around and blame it on this and blame it on that. And he's like, when really, let's talk about society and what we're doing to kids. Absolutely. So, um... Yeah, I remember it really well. Um, and it was just, it was so scary and, and shocking. That's and That's why you almost hope for the bullying, because that seems like the most logical answer. But then that's a horrible thing to think. <laughs> right. And like I said, maybe they were bullied, but the articles I read were talking, especially the, the one on. And the on, movie didn't make it portray like that at all either. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then it did, they were talking about how it did set up like a trope of school shooters you instantly go to they were bullied yeah you instantly you go to, to give it a reason that's they really... play violent video games like eric and dylan became the like character tropes mm-hmm. for all school shooters when it could be something as like i think um i don't want to talk too much about stuff i don't know about but i believe the one that the most horrific one which is the was it newtown newton New the Girl, kindergartners. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. But I think that kid was like his meds were all fucked up. Right. And so it's like it's not that it's this, that, and the other. Like it, it was like a there's a reason and he, we need to yeah. take the time to find We can't that. just write it off as oh it's this. That's another school shooting because another kid's bullied and another yeah. kid's an outcast. When it could be something completely different. Absolutely. So anyways Colm, how is your movie? depressing <laughs> most bummer episode ever all right i mean and it just it wasn't great because i don't really care for movies that are filmed in that way where it's like documentary like it's have like ever, a self-film type of a but have you ever seen the party one what's it called maybe called party x i know what you're talking party. about yes and that one, yeah. That I mean, shit is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, it's just, it's hard to watch. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It, it's weird. You want some nice, smooth, clear I camera do. angles. I do. Um, So this one starts June 23rd, 2000. Mm-hmm. And we've got Andre and Cal. And they're in front of the high school. And they're introducing themselves as the Army of Two. Oh. And they're explaining how they're going to basically do a series of missions that are going to lead up to zero day. And they take us through their whole process, video by video, where they keep their ammunition and their supplies hidden under the floorboards in their bedroom closets. Mm -hmm. July 10th. Their first entry in their, like, diary is by Cal. And um, it's Andre's birthday. And they're at his parents' house. And they had just bought him a new camera. And he's, like, pissed at them. 
because it's not the one that he asked for. Mm. And they're like trying to explain to him, like, son, you have to work for certain things in life. And, you know, life isn't easy. Nothing's given to you. You should be appreciative of the things that you have. Like, they're good. They seem like good, solid parents. And they're caring for these children. Like, what are you boys doing later tonight? Are you going to any parties? Going to go get into some kind of trouble? So it's that typical thing. And we grew up with this a lot where we grew up where it's like kids who have always been comfortable, Mm -hmm. who have always been financially secure and taken care of. And even with, yeah, loving parents. And so what they have to do is try to victimize themselves so they have something to be angsty about. Mm -hmm. Right? And so the thing that... Andre is particularly angsty about is this one kid who he feels is just being given the golden ticket. He's like the high school wrestling kid and everybody loves him. And I guess he got pulled over for a DUI, but he just got let off on like, I don't know. They're just like, you know, we'll get you next time. Yeah. You're the star athlete. It's all good. Exactly. And so he's just super bitter about this. He's like, Let's go fucking egg his car. Yeah. Right? So that's the vandalism. That's about as far as we get with their vandalism. Not quite as extreme. And they do. They go to this house party. I think it's at, like, his cousin's house or whatever. But, like, the high school kids are there. Mm -hmm. And people talk to them. But they're the ones, like, outcasting themselves. They're choosing to hang out, like, on the front porch and not really be a part of the social environment. Yep. Um, especially for Cal, he's very quiet and it makes him really uncomfortable. He's more shy. Mm-hmm. He is only really open with Andre. And so Andre's like, fuck it. Like, let's get out of here. This is some bullshit. But there's a girl at the party, Rachel, that wants Cal to stay. And so Cal kind of wants to hang out with her and that makes Andre mad. Oh. And so we've got one of those kind of relationships. Like, he's very jealous. And so, let's see, their first... You have to put your mic closer to your face, Bailey. Oh, no. I don't want to put it closer to my face. (laughs) (laughs) So, before they leave, they ask the guy throwing the party if he still goes out shooting. And the guy's like, yeah. And they're like, will you take us with you? He's like, sure. I'm going to talk to your parents about it. Like, I want to make sure it's cool with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'll I'll take you out. I'll show you. And by the way, does it say where this takes place? Does it all take place in Colorado? I no, no, but just somewhere kind of country. Mm-hmm. Yep, no mention. Mm-mm. And so they skip to July twenty fifth, and they get a safety deposit box to hold all their tapes in that they're going to be recording. Okay, because no one can access this box unless they give like the rights over to somebody Mm -hmm. like they have to give someone the key or they have to like basically leave it in a will like Mm -hmm. granting access to it august 2nd they film a video how to gear up where you go to buy a gun how not to raise red flags how you can find 
things even throughout your own home, like if your parents have guns, where you can find the keys to the safe or how you could break into the... This was in a book or in their tapes? In their tapes. Everything okay. was in a tape. I was laughing at first. I thought you said book. And I was like, how not how not to raise red flags? Like, well, don't read this book. That's step one. Well, no. So that's just it. They're making all these videos and then placing them in the safety deposit box. Yeah. So that they can be found when they choose. It's the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they point out how you can buy gun parts super easy versus oh. buying a whole gun. Great. And then learn how to put one together yourselves, which Andre can do in 54 seconds. Wow. What a winner. Mm-hmm. August 8th, Cal goes on like a little date with Rachel through the cemetery. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, Rachel's like, I don't understand why you hang out with Andre. Like, you're a totally different person when you're around him. Like. I can see so much more in you and he gets kind of defensive and um, he just kind of brushes the whole thing off. Like you don't know the real Andre Um, bros before hoes, bitch. Yeah. And she's like, but like even the way he treats me, that doesn't bother you. And he's like, nope, (laughs) sure doesn't. (laughs) You know what bothers me? All these questions about my best friend, bitch. Pretty much. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, August 12th, they make a video on how to make a pipe bomb. They point out not to buy all the parts from the same hardware store. Smart. (laughs) I'm learning so much. Right? August 18th, they have confirmed the sources of their guns and all their supplies, and they're going to take it from Andre's dad and his cousin Chris. And they discuss how zero day is basically going to be their mark in time. Like, that's how they make history. That's going to be their significance. Mm -hmm. And Eric and Dylan had a term, too. And I can't remember what it is. But they also had a term for the day. And Mm -hmm. they also called it going NBK for natural born killers. Oh, which I feel like is a little unfair to natural born killers because the two things have nothing to do with each other. Nope, they but just wanted to. They called want. shooting a lot of people and doing all this bullshit going NBK, mm-hmm. and then the actual day they did have a term for it. Right. Uh, they even go on to consider the survivors of the day fortunate mm-hmm. for the opportunity to have learned from the experience. Oh, thank you so right? much. I'm like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah, it's like Eric kept talking about natural selection, and you're like. Mm-hmm. But it's not natural selection if you're when killing you're people. Fucking killing them. That's not what natural selection is, my guy. Okay. We got their th- mission training day with cousin Chris. They go out shooting in an open field. They learn the power between between the different types of guns, which I feel like maybe the other one was a Dylan mm-hmm. who who got hit in the nose. Oh, no, Eric got hit in the nose. Okay, yeah, well. Which is even funnier since he's Mr. fucking Smarty Pants. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, when they go back to Chris's house, that's where they see where he hides the key. Ooh. It was underneath the fire detector, like the little shield. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. September 3rd, they explain what zero day is. They explain how other attacks prior to them were stupid and flawed because they would pick a day. 
Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And that that could easily like give it away if anyone found their plans or if they chose to write it down or if they just happened to mention it. Mm -hmm. So if they just refer to it as zero day, no one's going to catch on to what they're doing. Genius. And what zero day is, is they decided that during the winter, the first school day where they wake up, they've got their alarm clocks like synced to the same weather channel. Mm-hmm. So when their alarm goes off for school, it's the weather channel and it tells you what it's going to be for the day. And on the first day it hits zero degrees, they knew. Oh, it was a sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they didn't anticipate that it was going to be a very warm winter. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was actually thinking the opposite. I'm like, what if it's like negative two degrees and they're so close <laughs> right, to zero to, to really just narrow in that zero day they're like fuck it's one degree outside we can't do it <laughs> uh, all right so they're finished with all their prep they're ready for zero day and they decide to start like finishing up loose ends and so they get a bonfire for all of their violent video games, violent comic books, books, music, whatever, because they don't want the media to come up with some bullshit excuse as mm-hmm. to why they're about to do what they're about to do. They were ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're going to burn all this shit and we're going to leave these tapes. We want them to fucking know what's up. April 29th, Cal goes to prom with Rachel. Okay. And they have a great night, but Andre obviously doesn't go, and he's all whatever about it. I know uh, what you were going to say. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Good job. And I think Cal could kind of like – feel what was about to happen so he cuts out on Rachel early which what a dick. I know which really disappoints her and all of her friends are like what the fuck's up with that guy like that's who you wanted to bring to prom right. she's like if you only knew are they cute they're not unattractive they're just scrawny teenage boys okay fair I mean, enough blonde bowl cut I love that they kept the bowl cuts right and then Andre's got like short brown shaved head. They're not big. They're not small. They're just average. Okay. Average Try and get shows. a visual. Because mm-hmm. you know if they made this movie, this movie came out in 2003. Yes. If they had made this movie nowadays, it'd be like Zac Efron and. Oh, uh, right. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh and Michael God. B. Jordan. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. If only. Okay. So. That night, the boys get together and they decide to film their goodbye videos to their families. They explain that it's not their fault. They can't be cured of anything because there's nothing wrong with them. Um, They consider the people who did the crimes before them as incompetent and that they didn't take any influence off of them. This was all their own idea. Mm. They're not, they don't want people to go looking for reasons. But after that, they do almost go on to, like, blame their classmates. 
but after listening to you and the way that you described it, maybe it was more against the school, right? Yeah. The the structure. Yeah, or even just their classmates not being like smart enough to right. break mm-hmm. free of mm-hmm. their confines. Right. Yeah. And Bullshit. They, they understand that zero day will be their last day and that they're going to live it to the fullest. And uh, they refer to themselves as God, giving meaning to life. And they end the video by releasing the location of their safety deposit box. And they're giving it over to media. Oh, to the media. Uh huh. I think they ended up like naming CNN specifically. And that night they go and they rob their cousin's house Mm -hmm. (laughs) or uh, Andre's cousin's house. And May 1st. 8.41 in the morning, they arrive at school, they pick their weapon of choice. Hold on, it's zero degrees in May? Remember, it didn't work out. Oh, so now they're just... They're just like, fuck it. Sorry, I was still waiting for a zero degree day. No, that didn't work out. So at this point, it's like, he goes to prom, they're just bitter and angsty and whatever. And they're just like, fuck it. I thought we were still on for the zero degree plan. No, we're in April and May. (laughs) Um, And... uh, Andre thanks Cal for his friendship. Like, none of this would have been possible without you. And they leave their camera filming from the inside of their car, like, on the dashboard. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing them walk into the school. And then everything cuts to the videos from, like, the security cameras inside the school. And then also the phone call a student made from their cell phone to the police so we've Mm -hmm. got the dispatcher listening to everything that's going on and i believe that that was the the black student that got shot isaiah Mm -hmm. um and it was his cell phone that got Mm -hmm. left because i remember them going like back to his body and like kicking it and just Mm. being like super disrespectful um but yeah so that's the part of the movie that's the one part of the movie that really got to me was like the security cam footage just seeing them just casually strolling through the hallways and just fucking unloading yeah it was just hard to watch yeah even knowing that it was a movie because i know what it's based off of and it's just it's heartbreaking and um they end it with them trying to decide how they want to die. Oh. Like after they've killed everybody and everything's gone on and they've decided it's it's time to finish. Um all this planning and they didn't have that part planned out. Well, they're like do we do it or do we want to try to take out some cops? Yeah, first and have them kill us. And I think Cal was more of the reasonable like the one reasoning like We've done enough. Like, let's just end this. And then when it comes to actually doing it, they both kind of like chicken out. But eventually they do. They end up shooting themselves in the head. <sighs> yep. Um, and then do they release the footage? <clears throat> we don't see any of that. It just ends with them killing themselves? No. It ends on May 10th with the wooden crosses put up for each of the victims but there mm-hmm. was also a cross for Cal and Andre and you see some local people go out and torch their crosses mm. and that's how they chose to end the movie 
And that's how I just left it just completely broken. <laughs> just fucking broken. We just broke Bailey's spirit this uh, week, guys. Oh, my geez. I do. Going back to talking about their parents, that is part of that problem, too, is like, dude, not that we need to mourn the death of these pieces of shit who killed innocent people, but just as a parent, like, that's still your baby. Of course. And it's so hard because it's like... How do you, you live not knowing, like... Even if your kid survives that, let's say that they survive it and they go to prison for the rest of their lives, you've still lost your child in the sense that that is not the person that you thought you were raising. Absolutely. That is... Everyone starts life on the same... They all start life as a cute, sweet, little, innocent baby. And so I'm sure all these people's parents had completely different aspirations and hopes. And so even if their kid doesn't kill themselves and they're a school shooter, you still have to deal with the fact that your kid's gone. A hundred percent. It's not the same. 100%. It's not the person you thought you were raising. And that's true of, I'm sure, of, a lot, lots of criminals. Like yeah, if you're, of anything. Yeah. If your kid grows up to be a pedophile mm-hmm. or something, of you're like, course. what the fuck? Right. Yeah. That's rough. Sorry we bummed you out, guys. We bummed ourselves out, if it makes you feel any better. Yeah, lucky 13. <laughs> Our favorite number. <laughs> Woo! It's not my fault 13 Ghosts isn't based on anything. I know. Look, if we can find anything. But seriously, guys, watch the movie and leave me a comment. <laughs> if we can find anything related to 13 Ghosts, even close, leave a comment. We will do 13 Ghosts. Please. We would love to. You know how we feel about Tony Shalhoub? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um... So the one thing to look forward to, since we're so bummed out, I'm going to start decorating for Halloween tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. I'm excited. Oh, motherfucker. I forgot your newspaper. That's all right. I'll get it on Monday. What? On Monday? Are you just writing me off for the rest of the weekend? You're going to go to your work and bring me newspaper? No, I have it at the house. Oh, I, I thought you, you left it, over. it at work. No, I just didn't bring it over. I'm going to take some newspaper and some wood and some garbage bags and make some ghosts. And I'm going to decorate my whole yard. My daughter's third birthday is the 6th. We're celebrating on the 10th with a very small get-together of friends and family. Don't worry. We are not going COVID crazy over here. But I'm going to deck it all out in Halloween decorations. And I'll take videos and post it on our TikTok and post it on our Instagram. If Bailey's lazy ass ever finishes her yard, I will post videos of hers because it's much more intricate and crazy than my yard. That's our goal for this weekend. We're going to have everything connected, lights, fog machine, the whole to-do by the birthday. Zombies, body parts. By when? By Zoe's birthday? Oh, wow. What a birthday present to Zoe that'll be. Mm Mm-hmm. She's really excited. My kid loves Halloween. I can't wait to decorate. We love Halloween. And I am excited that it's October. It is so funny. Uh, By the way, Northern California is still on fire. So I had to go to the grocery store last night. And it was like just really getting dark, but still light enough that you could see. And I'm like, I was in my car with the AC on. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to pretend that this is like a cool foggy autumn night but it's really just wildfire smoke but i'm like but it looks foggy i'm just gonna pretend that i live in vermont and that this is not our reality in october because there are fucking tiktoks that piss me off because they're so great and they're all on the east coast their leaves are already changing of course they got cold foggy misty mornings they're all wearing sweaters and drinking fucking hot (laughs) coffees and we're all still on fire in california so i get upset I pointed out to you how we were getting relief from the heat wave. 
we were supposed to be experiencing from all the smoke because of the smoke. Yeah, even if this would have been perfect, no fires going on, and it just so happens to be October 2nd. It was it, supposed to be 100 today. It should have been 100 degrees today, which still doesn't feel very much like fall. So it does get fall near us. It just takes us longer. It's like even Halloween will be a little warm. November, we really kick it up. Yep. The temperatures will drop. We will have our leaves change. And then we get really cold winters. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. But it just, our summer lasts so goddamn long. (laughs) It's lingering. Just forever. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, B? Yeah. Married at first sight. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) You fucking cunt. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little tired. And now, when we started this episode, I was a lot tired. And now I'm a little tired and buzzed. Yeah, well, you need to chug that wine then. Well, I still have some left in the bottle. I was saving. God for you. damn it! Okay, we'll talk about married at first. Okay, so first of all, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, guys, we're falling apart. Married at first sight. I have not watched the season finale. I am tired enough that I told B that she could just spoil it and ruin it for me right now. So I'm very excited to find out what happens. Quick refresher: Last time we left off, we have. A couple who hate each other who, spoiler alert, did not make it till the end. They decided to get a divorce. Day 10. Yeah. (laughs) They did not last long at all. Day fucking 10. We have another couple who is very lovey-dovey right from the get. They seem a little bit like opposite people, but they were really getting along. Opposite. Working our way through it. They were fucking like rabbits. Great. Then we had a third couple who started off and you thought they were great. And then uh, the dude just flips a switch in like out of nowhere because all he said this whole time is how happy he is. And that they hadn't had sex. And they claim they hadn't had sex. And then he, I think he's drunk. because He was. He, he has like a rocks glass with orange uh-huh. juice. And I'm like, you don't just put orange juice in a rocks glass. No, That's he vodka. he started that conversation with, it's easier to talk to you when I've had a drink. Oh, I think I had had a few drinks too, so I missed that part. Yeah, no, he made it quite clear. I just saw that OJ and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I know what's in there. No, he Good made it sir. clear that um, he was getting it. So anyways, and he goes on and on about how he hates her and he's not attracted to her and it totally takes her by surprise. She's done nothing but be accommodating to him. And his fucking dogs, and who his, she was terrified of. She ended up being a little bit of a dog person, she though. Did. She did way better. Yeah. And then, so then, being a respectable woman, she leaves and moves back into her own place. And then, of course, he fucking misses her and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to change. I had to stop you right there because Nick was watching at this point, Mm -hmm. just like from his computer. And he was doing his own personal interview like, I can't understand why she wouldn't want to move back in. And he like yelled at the TV like, yeah, I can't fucking understand why he wouldn't she wouldn't want to move back in after you called her fucking ugly after you guys secret fucked. Like, yeah, I totally want to live with you, too, douche. I don't know if we've ever talked about on the podcast that Bailey kind of married a male version of me a little bit me and her husband are very similar people because i did the same thing i was yelling lou was like on his phone not even paying he doesn't give a fuck about married first sight i'm like oh oh i wonder why she doesn't want to move in you piece of shit (laughs) i was mad so anyway so that's caught up and now i'm ready spoil it for me baby let's move on to season five all right give me predictions um, I mean, we obviously, have two couples left. Who's gonna make yeah, it? Do they even talk to the blonde 
girl in the do, stoner. Which I, I fucking flipped through. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But I do have a little bit of an update. So he is still a hopeless romantic mm-hmm. and is looking forward to love, but not ready to date at the time. <laughs> okay. She claims to have changed and does, didn't change one bit. <laughs> Even all the professionals were like, oh, she's come leaps and bounds. I'm like, bullshit. Bull bullshit. fucking shit. I'm calling it. She hasn't changed one bit. Oh, that sounds like a personal problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that the dude on the bus and his wife stay married. And I'm going to say the other couple divorces, but it's because the girl wants the divorce. Oh, Okay. Who do you want me to start with? I don't care. Okay. So we'll start with Lillian and Tom, the lovey-dovey. The lovey-dovey. He lives on a bus. She mm-hmm. sells luxury condos. So obviously the biggest issues is that he does love his bus. <laughs> He's not 100% sold on the idea of having kids anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And if they do, he wants to adopt, which she's down for, but she also wants her own. Mm-hmm. And she works a lot. And yes. she's invested in making money and like having properties and keeping herself financially stable and not living on a bus full time. And in all fairness, Tom, that's his name, right? Yeah. Tom, she's 24. And isn't she from like a third world country? Nicaragua. She's from Nicaragua. And she's fucking killing it. She's killing it. So killing it. Why don't you and your bus point of view is a very white privileged American point of view that right? you can... Get out of here. Right? Like, you got to respect the boss bitch yeah, that you married. Yeah, respect the hustle. Yeah. No, she's just outstanding. And, um, but they do. They, their opposites attract, right? They do. They balance each other. Um, she's afraid to do a lot of things that she wants to do. And he makes her step out of those boundaries. Yep. And it's made him a lot more affectionate and understanding and, so, like, they have a great relationship, and they do. They both decide to stay married. Uh, but have since divorced. Oh, no. <laughs> I was so happy for five seconds. They stayed married for 14 months. Oh. Well, they tried. They did. And they're still friends. Like, they hype each other up on each other's social media. Okay. Like, if she posts, like, a hottie picture, he'll be like, whoop, whoop. Like. Does her hair look different now? Nope. Looks the exact same. Yep. Ombre and everything. Yep. All right. Well, it's a look. It's a look. Um, <clears throat> all right. So to the roller coaster couple. Okay. He seemed a little bit more invested than her in the end. Uh-huh. He kept reinforcing, like, I'm in this. I signed up for the full deal. I don't understand why she won't move back in with me. <laughs> this but guy. I know. And she was just like, you didn't know what was going to happen. But they did. They decided to stay together. They did? They did. Okay. And have also since divorced. Well, of course. <laughs> they didn't seem like they were really that happy together. I'm not surprised. Especially like, I know they're strangers and they're getting to know each other and stuff. But it's like, once you get past that awkward get to know you phase, it's either there or it's not. In theory, the first couple years of your relationship is supposed to be the best. So did you see the episode then where they went on their one day vacation? Yes. And they didn't fuck. Yes. I'm like, well, if you guys didn't fuck, like, it's over. It's like, over. Like, you didn't even try. 
Yeah. Because that was like the ideal evening. Like she was in that fucking dress and they were at dinner and they were drinking. By the way, don't get me started with her in that dress. Oh. He was wearing like cargo shorts. Oh, I know. And a hoodie. Yeah. And I know for a fact, both of our husbands, if we would have walked out dressed like that, what would they have done? Immediately would have changed. They would have changed. At the very least, the hoodie. Yeah. Or throw on some pants, something. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. The fact that he did not change nope. when he saw how she was it dressed. It was done. Just complete disinterest. I know, but he's the one acting like he's so interested. I know. I don't like that guy. I used to say he was the cutest. I take it back. I don't think that anymore. Right. His personality makes him very ugly. I did, I did believe that it was just like, how do you describe the way that this, like how flat his character is, right? Very monotone, very flat. Yeah. Cannot read him. But... I almost feel that it's not just that, that it's a front. Mm. I feel like he's faking it, right? To, to say all these things to the camera, right? With that flat fucking nothing expression. Mm-hmm. And then to obviously not put forth the same effort, like right. to not walk the walk. Ben's theory is that he might have a another girl. So, boom, Ben, let's move on to this. Two months later. Oh, He's got a girl knocked up. (gasps) Ben called it, guys. (laughs) Two months later, it's his support life coach or some shit (laughs) like that. The show really shook him Mm. and that he needed to reach out to somebody and that it was this girl. And within two months, they're pregnant. He really reached out to her. All right. With that. uh (laughs) Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So now they're going a bunch of thin lipped babies together. Is that the plan? I guess. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, that that's season four. Season four all wrapped up, guys. Yeah. Season five up next on deck. We are getting very close to seasons I've already watched. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to skip ahead or mm. just wait. I've watched them all. After season five, I've watched season six, seven, eight, nine. Oh. But, you know, maybe I'll refresh myself here and there. Ooh. I don't know if I'll watch the whole seasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bake Off's back on, so that's going to yeah. take up some time. I'm going to try very hard. <laughs> I'm going to try very hard this year not to bake as much as I normally did bake during Great British Bake Off. Normally, that's what – when you it, start getting it, treats it, you at your house, it, you get, yeah. it's because Great British Bake Off's it, on. It gets you going. And I give half of what I bake to Bailey, it which tickles I that fancy. will not do to her this year. I swear to God. <laughs> but, yeah. Um so, yeah, we'll see what season five has in store. Thanks for listening to our Married at First Sight podcast. <laughs> we really appreciate it. <laughs> at least we waited till the end because then people got what they maybe came for. Who knows what they're actually coming for? <laughs> Leave a comment right. and let us know <laughs> what you're here for. Right? Why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. We're just here to drink in a garden shed and talk. Oh, my goodness. So if you want to follow us on social media, which you really should be doing, um, on Instagram, we I always post pictures that have to do with the case. Oh, Bailey's look of the week. We didn't talk about your look of the week last week. Oh, fuck. We're the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> B dresses up. If you're new here, welcome. And Bailey dresses up every week in character. Which you'll see on our Instagram. On our Instagram, which is THC Podcast. Last week, we did um, the case of Daniel LaPlante, who's a super creeper and turned murderer. 
And we did the movie I See You, which taught us all about frogging. And because he's a frogger, which is a person who lives in your house without you knowing, um, the dude in it had like this weird frog mask on. Um, so B recreated the mask very well, by the way, in the pictures. It looks really good. Stephanie's comment made my day. Our friend Stephanie, what'd she say? Because she's like, and that mask is super creepy. And I'm like, thank you. Oh, no, she said yes. But she also said she didn't know that it was it wasn't from the movie. She thought all the pictures are from the movie until she oh, really focused. Oh, wow. So um, that's what B wore last week. She wore this cool frog mask that she made with, you know, like a hoodie or whatever. We took pictures of her under my bed in the closet. This week, she's dressed like one of her school shooters from her movie, Zero Day. Correct. So she's got on. It's kind of a mix of both characters. Because I think Andre actually wore the camo. Okay. And then I tried to give myself the blonde, oily, like, bowl cut. Yep. That was Cal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my actual high school backpack. Actual high school backpack. That I have to this day. I use it when we travel sometimes. It's a Jan sport, of I course. I mean, it's right, lifelong. And my very official assault bug assault she's got a she's got an assault rifle guys which is a fly a bug assault (laughs) a fly salt gun but um yeah so that'll be b's look of the week and the other thing i want to start talking about is your ratings so she always gives ratings for the movies i've been doing stars on instagram but i was wondering if i should change them to like knives or something oh i love that oh no i like the knives okay so out of five knives, one being horrific, a.k.a. Gacy, five knives being immaculate, which would be, I don't know what. Um, What do you give zero two day? Five. Two? Two five. Like two oh, a 2.5 knives? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two and a half knives, people. <laughs> it's a solid C average. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, the actual shit that went down all the pipe bomb shit all that was cut out all the like going to a juvenile reform yes all that was cut out but i think well, maybe not the pipe bombs but all the rest of the stuff was probably cut out because it was supposed to be like them recording yeah i will say from what you told me it sounds like it's pretty it's close it's pretty close yeah um but 2.5 knives for this movie this week I don't know what we're going to do next week. I'm going to try to find something that doesn't make me want to cry. <laughs> I know. And see, that's the problem is I almost want to say like we you just have to pretend that this case, if you were to pretend it happened 50 years ago, you wouldn't care as much. Right. Exactly. But it's the fact that happened in our lives when we were adolescents, it just hits hard. Right. Um. So next week, we'll try to find a lighter one. Let me just share my pop's response really quick when I screenshotted her our comment oh yeah right this is your mom's yeah i'm like mom look did you see my text (laughs) and she's like no that's incredible you guys are on pandora (laughs) (laughs) i'm like we're on every streaming platform but itunes and she's like oh you're kind of scaring me with your upcoming face (laughs) (laughs) and she's like What's your podcast called? (laughs) 
famous to everybody but B's mom. Oh my god! I'm like, mommy, I think you follow us. She does. Oh, I'm just dying. I'm like, all right, thanks for the support, mom. Listen, Instagram THC podcast. Go on there and see if you can figure out which one Bailey's mom is. It'd be amazing if they could pick her out. Because they got different last names, guys. So you will really have to take a gamble on which one it is. Oh, good times. Good times. (laughs) I love your mom so much. Our upcoming fame. Yes, everyone watch out. (laughs) We're becoming real divas around here in this pod shed. (laughs) All right. THC Podcast on Instagram. THC True on Twitter. THC Podcast on TikTok, bitches. We keep posting clips. Um, little snippets. Yep. Audio clips from the podcast. Sometimes we'll do a video. I keep meaning to do a video of us, of me setting up for like, you know, like, come with me as I set up for our podcast. You know, I, I always that. have that. Even I, I don't know what that is because I'm not here for that. Right. But um, I don't know what happened last week. I think because Ben was here, I was already drinking. This week, I look like an ugly old troll. <laughs> Living under a bridge. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't do it this week, but one week I will do it. That's going to happen. And then, um, you know, there's a Facebook page, so we are on. <laughs> oh, yeah. About that. Um, we are on all streaming platforms except for Fuck You iTunes. So tell a friend, tell a family member, leave a comment, subscribe. We appreciate all that shit. And we even do. if you don't do any of that and you only listen. We still appreciate it. We still appreciate it. it. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble. Um, have a drink on us. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>